When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on in, Alfred. Come on, Alfred. So you sit there. Oh, you get the cushion. Uh, Do you want the cushion? I I don't don't think I want the cushion. cushion. I don't want it. Rude. Well, (laughs) I didn't ask for a cushion. I've got this nice furry carpet. You can sit down here. Come on. Mm. Do you want to sit on my jumper? He prefers to sit on my jumper. Does he? I mean, I understand that. Look at this. I've got notes about you. Have you? I might know stuff you didn't know I knew. I might know stuff that isn't true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that would be the case. Do they wear headphones? You can wear headphones, yeah. It's quite. I like it when you wear headphones because you sound better. It's lovely to see you. And you. What made you decide to do this? I don't know, midlife crisis? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honoured. How could I do this without you? Do we sound okay? Yeah? Can you speak? Yes. Alfred, speak! Alfred. Oh, 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 he can't. He no. won't. Unless someone knocks on the door. If you knock on the door, he'll bark. <laughs> Don't do that. Let's do that. Should we do that later? Yeah, later. Yeah. Let's not it can scare be our them. alarm at the end. Scare the poor thing. Can I, don't get up yet, Alf. I want to get a sweetener from my bag. Oh, yeah. It's right there. You've already got them. Oh, look at that. I'm so organised. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was a little old lady moment. <laughs> <laughs> my God, they happen quite a lot now. Do they? Yeah. Mm. Do you get them, old lady? I like that you're using a biro to stir your tea. Well, it's not a spoon, is it? I don't think the Queen does that, love. (laughs) I bet she does. (laughs) David Tennant does a podcast with... Olivia Coleman. Hello, Olivia. Hi, David. Thanks for being here today. Oh, my God, it's such a pleasure. With your dog, Alfred, on your lap. Alfred Lord Waggison. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely to see him. He's very quiet. He's very quiet. He's whispering, he says it's nice to see you. I don't think anyone's going to believe he's here unless he makes some noise. He's very well Can do a doggy bagpipe. It just looks like you're doing the Heimlich (laughs) manoeuvre on your dog. Sometimes it goes... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Collie, as we call you, sorry, uh, listeners, it's it's quite difficult, and I've been trying, to find anyone to say anything nasty about you. You're very loved, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true, though. You're very, you seem very well adjusted, very unpretentious, very normal, which is not. It's very like you, though, DT. No, isn't it? no, it you're is. a much nicer person than I am. I similarly, similarly, have never met anyone who said, "Oh, what a cunt." Oh, I'll give you a couple of names. Have you, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to meet them. <laughs> but you do. That's not the normal way for actors. Do you feel more well-adjusted than most actors? I don't know any arseholes, though, do you? No, no, I don't mean arseholes. I mean, you have a sort of groundedness to you and a normality to you, which a lot of actors don't share. Do you think that's fair? I mean, maybe you... Do you feel like you can't say that because that would be immodest? (laughs) Yeah. But thank you very much. Well, an unpretentiousness, then. But but I know... I mean, all my actor mates are like that, I think. Mm. You, Jodie, Andy, everybody. Yeah. Um, if there is an arsehole, I suppose they're more interesting, aren't they? So that's why people talk about them. But and actually, indulge them a bit. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Have you ever felt the need to explore your dark side so that people take you terribly seriously? <laughs> <laughs> what, and behave like a, 
arsehole. Well, sometimes, does it feel to you sometimes that when you're on a set and you think, oh, the people who misbehave get everything, don't they? They get treated oh, so well. But they also get talked about, and I they don't do, want that. Yeah. Mm. I don't, you can see people going, fucking hell. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd, I'd hate it if someone did that. Oh, me, me too. I couldn't oh my bear God. it. No. And if I do get cross on set, you're the same as me. If we do get a little bit irritated about something, Mortified. then my day's ruined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I have a slightly short word with anyone, I can't yeah. really, I can't recover. <laughs> God, yes. There have been moments like that, haven't there? I can picture you just embarrassed and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, full day. Well, it's, it, it just goes against everything I feel. Yeah. Well, there's too many of us, aren't there? But what does make you grumpy? Subservience makes me really grumpy. Oh, yes. Tell you know when someone that. is... <laughs> people are trained to be a bit kowtowy to actors. Oh, I see what you mean. And that fucks me off. When you get treated sort of... Oh, and you go, please don't. I, I just find it humiliating. Don't yes. do it. And they just keep doing it. And people call you Ms Coleman. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if they do that very often. <laughs> um, but the sort of opening doors for you and right. walking with you everywhere, walking with you. And that's... I'm, see, I'm sounding like an arsehole. No, you're not, because it's 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 a testament to your unpretentious. The trouble is, of course, you now have quite a lot. You now have more status than you probably feel entirely comfortable with, <laughs> I would suggest, on a set. You, you know that. On a film set. I do know exactly what you mean. So if a, you know, if a spark needs a pee, yeah. the, the world doesn't have to know, and he doesn't need anyone to hold his hand. <laughs> People don't have to in the radio go. Go, yeah, it's gone turn one. Gone turn one. Gone turn two. <laughs> 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 um, and I go, please, please don't let everyone know that I'm going for a piss. The trouble is the world does slightly grind to a halt if you leave the set, doesn't it? But I always check. I always check with the first. Yeah. If, how long is this turnaround? Have I got nice time? You're a nice person. You're a proper nice person. Also, just trying to avoid the need for the entire <laughs> set to hear on their earphones. Talking about your water Livia's wax. gone for a piss. Mm, I find that difficult. Quite useful to let the sound department know to turn your microphone off, though, surely. No, it's quite funny when... <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> And what oh, that about was an Alfred noise. There he was. He made a little grumble. See, he is here. Yeah. And uh, what about Offset? What makes you grumpy? Oh, loads. Does it? Yes. Oh, now I've got to think of something now. Yeah. People who drive in the middle lane of a three-lane motorway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. You know. It's effectively turning a three-lane road into a two-lane road, isn't well, it, Well, yeah. This is your Wrong. driving background coming out. <laughs> yeah. Do people makes know me... you were a rally driver? Is that um, something you talk about? Um, I talk about it whenever oh, I'm having to drive on set. Yes, you do. I and, know. <laughs> and I get a lot of people helping me to reverse. All right, love. Let me show you how this car yeah, works. Left hand down. Left hand down. <laughs> I'll be all right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but it's quite. I, I I don't think people would necessarily expect that of you. No. Well, I wasn't. I mean, to say I was a rally driver. You've definitely told me you were a rally driver. I had my rally license. Oh, okay. Is that not the same thing? Not quite the same thing. Oh. I didn't spend my days. You know, winning races, but I, I'm quite handy around a track. Right. Course. You d- you drove in some races. Um. No. Oh, this is slightly puncturing the dream I had. Yeah. So, so in that case, then yes, I did. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Just say that. We, it doesn't matter. My does dad it? and my brother were rally drivers, amateur rally drivers. Right. And uh, and I used to yeah drive with them mm. and went round Snetterton. Okay. Yeah. So what are the sort of things that keep you up at night then? Uh, I'm trying to find the dark side because oh, it's right, not sorry. evident. Okay. Which is lovely. <laughs> lovely things about you. <laughs> dark side. I don't, I'm not on social media because I don't think I'm very thick skinned. 
And that's, it, that's a good thing, though, right? It's a good thing. I think people forget they can put something into their phone about someone they've never met, mm. and it sends, and they have Ooh. no repercussions, mm. no reason to think that they've hurt anyone. And on occasion, I've read something, and I shouldn't have done, and I'll stay awake. Oh, I'll cry and go into a depression. Right. Because, you know... Because some arsehole's written something mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, in the grand scheme of things, probably not that mean, but I'm I am not able to cope with it. Well, I think that's understandable. I think you're right. I think people don't really appreciate the kind of impact of putting something in writing. Yeah. Because something on the internet, it, it assumes... Because it's in... It's in black and white, as it were. It's in typeface. Yeah. It suddenly feels more important than someone. It's effectively just someone standing on a street corner shouting rubbish, isn't yeah. it? But because it's written down, yeah, it feels. And more I don't important. know what they think. They think that you have no feeling, no nerve endings. Mm. You're not a real person. I don't know what they think. Mm. But um, and I'm fortunate that it doesn't happen very often. But for yeah. someone, oh god, I don't know how people cope. I don't know why anyone would would want to put themselves out there like that. So you nervous about social media because. You want to avoid that side of it or just because you wouldn't know sort of how to do it or how to... I just find it distasteful. Right. <laughs> I just don't know why I'd have to show everyone what happens every day. Yeah. Or what or I'm eating or my breakfast yeah. or me with a filter. Also, I'm getting dead arm from the dog. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Can you get down, boobs? Go on. Don't you good go. boy. You're a good boy. There's a sort of level of vanity now which is sort of accepted and it used to be mocked, you know. Mm. I mean, if anyone caught you looking in a mirror, I'd have been embarrassed as a teen. Yeah. And now you see youngsters all the time sort of on a bath or anywhere yes. holding a phone up. I just think, mm, it makes me giggle. Or in their pants a lot of the time as well, I see. Apparently, I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> what, just filming them, looking at themselves or set, putting themselves on the internet yes. in their pants? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is quite weird. Do you think, though, that I, I think, again, that slightly speaks to your lack of pretentiousness, perhaps a lack of vanity that you have. Do you oh, think my old age? No, I, but I, that that obviously can't. That, do you think that's from your upbringing? Tell me about life in the Coleman household. <laughs> um, in it, the seventies, it was all right. <laughs> late seventies, late seventies, later than me. Yeah, when oh, were you born? Seventy-one. Oh, that's really. I old. know. <laughs> it's not. I'm seventy-four. Mm. Born seventy-four. January the 30th. Yes. Yeah. Look at you. See, I've got notes in front oh of me. Oh, my God. Do you know, once on whatever it is, Wikipedia, they had my birthday as the wrong day, the wrong month, and sort of eight years before I was born. Oh, my God. Appalling. So I emailed them pretending it wasn't me. I was of course, at school obviously. with her, and actually that's not her birthday. Because you couldn't get cut. I didn't want <laughs> to think, I didn't want to think that was being so vain. What name did you make up? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. This was years ago. Did I mean, you use the name of someone you were actually at school with? I just think I gave my nickname Collie. So right. I was thinking they wouldn't know. Right. And, um, now they know. Uh, and then didn't get a reply. And then I wrote again going, oh, sorry, guys, but this is, it's, I know it's wrong. And uh, they didn't reply. And then I said, OK, it's actually, it's me. And this is really upsetting <laughs> that you've made me eight years older than I actually am. It's I mean, awful. And... Uh, and they said we'd have to see a birth certificate to prove. And I went, whose fucking birth certificate did you look at in the first place to make me eight Quite. years older? And so then they changed it and then I thought, fuck, I should have lied. So you, had to swear, made... you had to get angry and swear at them for yeah. them to take attention. I should have lied attention. and said I was younger. I've missed that. Yes. Catherine yeah. Tate used to say she was a year older. <laughs> and that why? that's because... that's I can't remember why now. So then people always think, oh, she looks and good. Maybe that's age. why, yeah. But that's now maybe sort of... I should have stuck with eight years older then. That's in people think IMDb she's... and so on. They think she's a year older than she is. Yeah. <laughs> 
So where did acting start and all that? At 16, I did my first school play. Which was the prime of Miss Jean Brodie. Yes, DT. How was your Get accent? You. It was really good. It was amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> this oh, was a skill. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Lovely. No, you're very, you're very good at the old voices. You're very nice. Um, you, uh, that was a school production of the prime of Miss Jean Brodie and mm. you got the lead part straight off the bat. You'd never done any acting before that? No, but we all had to audition. Right. And um, What made you think I fancy I'd go at that? I don't know. You'd no. never done anything like that? You didn't do drama clubs or...? No. I don't know. I think I was really shit at everything else at school. Right. And I think I think you might know in the back of your head, I'd quite like to have a go at that. Even... I think I'd probably harboured a secret dream that I'd love to do what they do on the telly or when I've been to the theatre. Mm, mm. But are you allowed to without coming yeah. from that place? Did you go to the theatre, though? Did you...? My mum used to be a ballet dancer when she was a young un. Did she? And she'd take us to the ballet every year. Lovely. Yeah. It's very humbling to watch what dancers can do with their bodies. Yeah. And uh, I never thought I'd be able to do that. But I was very impressed that Mum, once upon a time, could do that. Yeah. And then I think going to see maybe a panto was my first mm. view of actors on stage. Brilliant. What <laughs> yeah. fun. But you didn't. You didn't have precedents around you of people who'd followed that kind of a life. No, well, I suppose your mum being a ballet dancer, there was a, there was a bit of that. Yeah, it? and her dad had said, I think she got a place at the Rombert. Wow. And her dad said she couldn't go because it was frivolous or silly, or she needed to be a nurse or a secretary or something sensible. Did she feel bitter about that? I think always, yeah, and I think I knew that. And so I used that a little bit. <laughs> I said I wanted to be an actor. How did they react? Well, they were nervous, you know. Sure. And uh, and I said, but you, you, you know, said yes, but I knew, but I'd be the corps de ballet. I would never be prima ballerina, and it's very hard. It's a hard life. But, yeah. Well, I I want to do that. So. <laughs> and what age were you when you said that? Was it straight after Miss Jean Brodie? I can't remember. Was um, that experience so very formative? Did you kind that, of go, oh, I love that? Absolutely. That was, I remember the first time I felt that sort of, well, it felt like I felt like I could do it. Uh-huh. I've n- I'd never really been able to do anything before that or felt like I was better at it than other people. Well, because at school you weren't particularly academic or? No, I found it very hard to concentrate. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely the one sort of, uh, gazing out the window or singing a song in my head. Or, yeah. Yeah. Call it. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then suddenly I could really concentrate on this. And I would, you know, do my homework without being asked. I'd learn my lines without anyone checking. Right. It was a revelation. It was a lovely feeling to feel like I wanted to do something. Yeah. Did you have that? I suppose I did, but I, I grew up with this notion of it, and I still, to this day, haven't quite figured that out. From when I was what do you tiny, mean you'd always wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, and again, I, there's, I didn't know anyone who's oh. ever done it. I just did. It's the same thing as you that that thing of going, oh, the people on the telly, I like that. That looks fun. And going to pantomimes, and it was probably quite so, yeah. similar. There, there weren't people around me who'd been actors, but I just kind of I I, I latched onto it very very young, yeah. and then the idea did sort of grow up with me. Yeah, and did you wonder? Because your folks didn't do, no, no. Although my dad talks a bit, talked a bit about he went into ministry, which has a bit of theatre to it. Having to yeah, be in having, front of people, yeah. all eyes on you, and yeah, yeah. And he did talk about at a younger age harbouring a bit of a 
impossible dream about going into acting, which never went anywhere because there just wasn't an opportunity to do that in yeah. Glasgow and Bishop Briggs. Um, so I suppose it, maybe it was quite similar. But but you didn't go straight to drama school. No. And why was that then? Um, I think that was a mixture of... I still wasn't brave enough, I think, to say I actually want to throw my life into it. Right. Um, Were you slightly persuaded to... to it was teaching you started yeah, studying, right? Yeah, hilariously. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd be the worst teacher. What subject was it? Um, drama. Okay. It was for little kids, so it would right. have been a bit of everything. Okay, right. Primary teaching. Yeah, primary. And where was that? At Homerton. Right. Teacher training in Cambridge. In Cambridge rather than Cambridge University. Yes, in the town of Cambridge. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's where you met some of the people you would later go on to work with. Is that right? Yeah. So you get given a... Uh, Cambridge University Student Union card. Okay. Even you don't, so you sort of can flash that around and right, right, right. get into where all the clever people are. And um, and I was at the Union Society doing something, and there was a sign saying auditions that way. And I went, oh, <laughs> and I went along to that, still thinking I I can act, you know, yeah, here, yeah, and no one has to know, and uh, lovely. And it was a Footlights audition, and I didn't know what Footlights was, right? And there was some slightly sort of unamused type faces you know, behind a desk. Pretentious students. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who I, I know quite well now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had to sell something to them that wasn't food, but make it look like food. Oh, fuck. What, you mean do a sort of improvised audition, right? Yeah. I mean, hell on earth. Had you ever done anything like that before? No. Did and you even know what they meant when they said that? No. No, I just sort of, I knew improvise meant I've got to make this up. Right. Right, okay. So there were massive sort of buckets of fag ends around the place and I picked out a grubby fag end. Bold. I was trying to... They admired yeah. your bravery straight away. Well, I was trying to sell this and there's nothing, nothing. And, and they went, it's delicious and good for you and I ate it. You never! I did! And they did that face that you're doing. <laughs> and I think the only reason I got in was they thought, well, clearly she's game. <laughs> so, and that's revolting. Wow. And it was, it was fucking rank. I bet it was, yeah. Yeah. But it, and you started working in comedy pretty much yeah. full time, right? Yeah. And how did you feel about that? Was that... Fine, it's work. Fine, exactly. And I was thrilled. Yeah. I mean, what what's not to love? Yeah. And working with people I liked and I always dreamt of being able to do all sorts of things. Yes. But you'll take the work. Uh, well, of course. You know. And did that, so, and did that sort of define who you thought you were becoming did you start aspiring to be victoria wood or were you always aspiring to be judy dench i, I think judy judy was always my yeah yeah <laughs> the love of my life yes because you know she does funny as well of course and there's there's reams of and you're hilarious we boot there's you know, so many people do both sure do comedy yeah do yeah. um the other one mm. and i don't know why people still think that you can only be on the comedy list and not the other list yeah. as well. Yeah, and yet they often do, of course. Yeah, they all change and swap and change. And yeah. Things. Did you, and did that, after a while, did that start to frustrate you? Did you think, I want to be, or were you just happy working? I think it did frustrate a bit, yeah, mm. probably. I sort of wanted something meaty. Yeah. And dramatic. Yeah. And it was hard to get seen because you, you're seen as, you know, the comedy mm. one. Um, Paddy Considine was the one, I think, who took a punt, the biggest punt. And this was Tyrannosaur? Yes. So, and how did he come to think, oh, I'll get the girl from Peep Show? I have no idea. No, well, we met on uh, Hot Fuzz 
Oh, right, of course, yes. And this this is a story that I've told lots of times before, so forgive me. Oh, no. But um, I was excited to meet Paddy. I was a you know, big fan, and on his first date, we had rehearsals together, and he was a bit delayed because he'd had to come from either America or the north of England or something. He'd come from, not London, a bit further away, so we were sort of waiting for a bit. And then he came upstairs, and I was so excited to meet him. Big grin, hi, and I opened the door for him, no, after you. And he says that when I opened the door for him, he thought, oh, she'd be right for that, for my short film. Oh, wow, right. So there's a moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, always open the door for Paddy Considine. <laughs> and at the time, I was doing a series of peep show and I'd already said to Paddy, oh, my God, yes, please, I'd love to do the short. I'd seen the script and mm. um, and it was in Glasgow and it was quite bad weather. And then one of the producers on Peep Show said, we're not going to let you go up to Glasgow because of the weather. We can't guarantee you'll get back. Oh. And I, there's no fucking way. You can't commit to something and it's a low budget. What are they going to do if you don't turn up? Yeah. And so I ignored him, paid for my own flight, went to Glasgow. That was bold. Well... I mean, I, yeah. No, Paddy. Yeah. With an amazing script. And Peep, Peep Show were able to sort of maybe rejig if I didn't turn up on Monday. Right. But, but they couldn't. Right, yeah, also, sure. Also, just rude. You can't... No, quite. Yeah. Well, if they said you could go. Yeah. And I wouldn't not turn up to Peep Show. No. I think, you know... And most people are... They're very accommodating for each other's because they all know the feeling. Mm, mm. But I think being told no was the thing that made me go, <laughs> I can go. Because <laughs> <laughs> Peep Show up until that point had been the thing that you were probably most known for. I mean, as you yeah. came in the building yeah. this morning, somebody shouted, Sophie! Sophie! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and just, <laughs> I'm the fucking queen! <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so that, does that... That did that feel like a sort of thing that was that were you getting recognised in the street and things for the first time on doing Peep Show? Yes, and I did an advert around around oh, that time. Of course you oh. did <laughs> for insurance, car insurance. Yeah, AA. I think. Right, and that had become the bane of my life. <laughs> hello, Kev. Hello. What is yes, it? Thank Kevin? you for reminding everybody. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And so people were shouting. Bevan Kev. That was it, it, wasn't that's it? it? Yes. I thought they were going to run that for about a week, but they ran it, felt like, four times a day for yes, a year. Yes, and like that... It must have bought you a house, didn't it? No, because they, they it was a buyout. Oh. Oh. Well, they say... You deserve to be bought a house for that. Yes. <laughs> and they, so, yeah, they said, it, we're going to run it for you know, a short amount of time and here's your fee. In the old days, you got on repeats, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I didn't get that. Didn't oh. get that deal. So they ran it for a year, having Ouch. just given me a buyout, which is really annoying. Yeah. And also, I think I lost some jobs because... Uh, oh, really? Because you were so recognisable from that commercial? Yeah. So you had that and you had peeps you were running, and that's I suppose that was what you were in the public consciousness. So then Paddy puts you in this movie, which couldn't yeah. have been more different. Was Tyrannosaur and that sort of move into... I want to... Uh, a better word, more dramatic acting. Is that is that where Broadchurch came from? Is that where they saw you for I that? I don't know, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, I remember. How did it come about? Where did they just call you up or did you get a script first? Or Yeah. So it was Jane and Chris... Jane Featherstone. Jane Featherstone and Chris, I love calling him Chinball. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was Miss... Miss uh, on you know when you go to a, a dinner yeah. and his name was written Chinball instead of Chibnall and that I just <laughs> I bet he wishes he'd never told me that but so Chris Chinball yeah. and Jane Featherstone uh, sent me the script and you remember that reading that first episode mm. just going 
that was that visceral. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't. Oh, I want that. Yeah. I want to say those words. Yeah. But on the day and not before. Yeah. That sort of feeling. I went to meet them. I think they said. Oh, I said. Oh my god! Yes, please. And they went. Oh. Um. Uh, they weren't expecting. Right. <laughs> I think actors are meant to play it a bit cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I asked. Oh yes, I asked who did it. Yeah. And they told me. Yeah. And I was very upset. And they went, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what we want. We want. Mm. And uh, and then about 20 minutes later, I hadn't even got home. And they went, actually, could you pretend we haven't told you? We, we don't actually want to do it that way. Yes, and you did pretend, didn't I you? Did. You were really. Now, that was a cross. That was a very angry DT. It wasn't that I was cross. I couldn't believe <laughs> you'd been so duplicitous. The rest mm. of us, of course, because I, I came on board for Broadchurch. Well, it was, you were already there. That's all I... I don't know how much later it was, but I'd known Chris and James Strong for years because we'd worked on Doctor Who together. And uh, and that was when I got sent this script. It, that was... Nobody's being told anything. You'll get it script by script. Which, playing exactly. a detective was was really useful because it meant, you know, yeah. we've often said, when you're doing those interrogation scenes, who, you know, who do you believe? And the, luck, luckily for me, I forget everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you were very good. You played along. And it was again. It was your. It was something. Some conversation between agents. It was that, my agent and your agent who had yeah. a chat. And, <laughs> and my agent said, "Isn't it amazing that none of them know what's coming in the script?" Went, yeah, but, well, obviously Olivia does. But what? Tell you what. <laughs> uh, oh God, I'll never forget sitting yeah. in the van and the door. You and you move fast. Anyway, <laughs> you flew in. I can't fucking believe it. Your face was your face was the child who'd been caught drawing on the wall with crayons. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what to say. No, I really didn't. Because you'd Cause lied. Deep. You'd lied blatantly for I'd weeks. Lied. You'd been joining in everyone, all the the speculation on yeah, set. I'd been I, I'd been betting on who who it might be. <sighs> who were you saying? I said it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Joe Sims. Yeah. Oh, I thought Plummer's mate. Yeah. And you? Had you managed to convince yourself that you didn't know, do you think? I wondered if maybe they had done it as a big part of a glamorous sort of... A a, a subterfuge. Yeah. Yeah. And Broadchurch then sort of took off in a way that I don't think any of us really expected. No. Did that take you a bit by surprise, the fact that suddenly you were public property, maybe? Yeah, because you you knew that feeling. I guess so, yeah. From... uh, I, I... I went into a bit of a decline. <laughs> right, yeah. And I was very defensive on your behalf too. Oh, well, I re- yes, there was, the, there was that wonderful day on the pier at West Bay where I was having some microphone wire put down my trouser leg. It was very undignified. Yes, I think she was videoing you. I think from, she was, yeah. From a table's distance away. Yeah, I was very touched, but you were furious and you leapt at this woman. Yeah, I did. Although she sort of still didn't notice, did no, she? She sort of grinned and kept filming. Yeah. But that that was probably before that was sort of thing was necessarily happening to you but then yes. once the show came out that yeah. became your life so filming second and third series was just yeah. awful and I was begging not to do any outdoor scenes yeah because of people you know just hordes of people with their camera phones out did you that loss of anonymity that you suddenly had was that to me the worst 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 thing about mm. a job that that we love mm. how do you reconcile that what's your don't go out <laughs> right right <laughs> I've become very much a hermit. I have friends that I adore yeah. and I like going to safe places with them, my home or their home or something. 
I have you got better at compartmentalizing the bits of your life that you give away and the bits that you because nobody um, te- that, that's the nobody teaches no. you how that works, do they? No, there's no class at that. No, a drama school about and it's how to comport very yourself. stupidly. Nothing I expected to happen. I just wanted to work. Mm. Yes, and also I know that people might go, "Oh, I love that job." Did thank you very much. And you think that's going to sure. last a week and then go. Mm. But now, and also the world has changed. You know, everyone's got a fucking camera. Yeah, and uh, uh, and pe- people are desensitized to fellow humans. Yeah, it takes getting used to that. But I think I remember at first you feeling very sort of. I, and I, I remember that feeling too. When it mm. when you first become, lose that anonymity, it's quite threatening. It's much more threatening than you it imagine it's going to be objectively. I think as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Because you imagine that sort of, for want of a better word, celebrity. It somehow empowers you, but actually, I think it's, oh, it's horrible. It, it's the opposite of that. It's bullying every moment of every day that you're out. Right. It's people nudging and pointing in your direction and talking about you. I mean, but I don't think mostly that's not meant. Vindictively. No, uh, but people, I would, you know, it's rude to stare. Yeah. I remember that yeah. phrase. But they, they, I don't know if they think that you can't feel that it's happening, but it's, it does, you have to be a very brave soul to, to be able to cope with nudging. Mm. And most people that come up are really nice. Yeah. 99.9%. Yeah. But I can't cope with it. Yeah. Do, do you feel you've got better at it though? Because you're now, you've been public property for a good five years. Yeah. Now. I'm marginally better because I don't go out. Right. <laughs> Right, right. And uh, I heard I'm going to do a massive name drop. Sure, do it. Michelle Pfeiffer advised oh, me. Dear. Oh, dear. a good one, isn't What's it? What's that on the floor? <laughs> she said, feel like a shark, don't stop moving. Yes, right, and, right. Uh, do you uh, have disguises at all? I wear a hat mm. and I try to move fast. Yeah. So, so I don't want for the kids, I try to avoid going sort of to things with them, mm. which mm. is horrible. We've got a little escape house now in the countryside. Right. Yeah. But um We'll put the address of that on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um so that's quite nice because you can, there's there's far fewer people there and you can go yeah. out and play with the kids outside without people seeing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But do you regret that? No, you see, that's it's the, hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because hand in hand with that, I'm getting work that I, I'm loving and mm. I've always dreamt of. Mm. So as long as I know I can keep my head down, stay at home, uh, it's not so bad. Yeah, but it does. Things have changed. I can't enjoy a night at the pub, right, without feeling really self conscious. Mm. And I used to love that. But then I've got kids now anyway, so you don't really get to... Sure. 
Daniel Craig was just, did you hear what he had to say about that? He said, yeah. I, I've learned to drink 18 pints in 30 minutes. Because <laughs> that's how long his window is at the pub. Yeah, before, before everyone starts yeah. to turn around. I, mean, I guess if you're James Bond, it's probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably even kind of physically <laughs> dangerous to be in pubs for too long. But Yeah, that's yeah. very funny. Um, and Broadchurch then must have changed what was available to you because suddenly you were yeah. recognised and appreciated and loved. Yeah, so again... That means that you get yeah. more work. So then what do you decide? How do you... When you then move move from being an actor who just wants a job to one who maybe gets to choose between two or three jobs, what what's your criteria? How do you... I don't know. I'm still in that panicky mode where I'm never going to work again. Yeah. So I say yeah, yes yeah. too much. Right. Do you, say, do you think you say yes too much? Yeah, I think so. Do you? Yeah. Well, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is nice. This is chatting to my chum. Um... All, all the while in the back of my head, I'm thinking, have I said anything that I shouldn't say? I'm going to piss anyone off. <laughs> You've uh, been delightful as ever. Um, like the, when the night manager came up, did you did you know that, that was the thing to do next? Or you just go, oh, that fits in? Or... Oh, um, I loved that script yeah. again. And the, uh, also, I loved that Angela Burr had been a male character in the book. Right. And I particularly loved the early scenes where they just changed the name but it was still you know he it had been written as a man talking right well i loved yeah why yeah. why do you have to talk differently yeah as a woman um and i loved it that they went yeah fuck it should be pregnant yeah lucky <laughs> <That's handy. laughs> that was a bit of a deal breaker right yeah um, yeah i just really again it was a sort of visceral like script thing and is that Les Mis you've done, Les Miserables you've done since then? Oh, yes. And uh, um, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express I did purely because I got to sit next to Judy Dench. Right. I've, I don't think I read it before I went, mm, yes, please. And Judy Dench, she was, would, she, would you say she was and is forever your acting hero? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so just, were you nervous that she might be some old wizened old bitch? <laughs> That well, I think I've crush all your so dreams. Many... I mean, no. nobody has ever said anything nasty about her. Ever. I'm going to have to get rid of Alfred again. Sorry. Just get pins and needles. Good boy. But if um, that's the reason you take a job, because your hero is on it, there must be a... Yeah, that's you know... silly, isn't it? Well, no, not because she's delightful and she's God, everything she's so you could hope she would be. She really is. Oh, he's not having go. a wee, he's drinking. Because <laughs> 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 um, I thought, what if I... What if I'm paths never cross and I never get mm. to, you know, sit opposite Judy Dench? I've got to, got to do it. So it's, my, it's always been my dream. I bet you got on like a house on oh fire. Oh, God, I loved her so much. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. And she's naughty. Yeah. She's proper naughty. Is she naughtier than you? Yeah, I think so. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never have to be well-behaved because Judy Dench isn't well-behaved. Um, I'm not. Badly you're not badly behaved at all, but you're but you're 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 a little bit naughty in a very fun way. It's fun. It's got to be fun now, isn't it? Yeah. So I just saw the favourite the other day, which is your. Did you? Yes. When did you see that? Oh, a couple of days ago. How? Oh, one of those you know posh mm. BAFTA screening things. Yeah. You're terribly good in that. Oh, thanks. You're you're suddenly playing queens. Yeah, it's in my rider now. <laughs> <laughs> Queen, um, I, can't, I can't want to call her Queen Mary. Queen Anne. Queen Anne. Not one of the not one of the most uh, famous people from history, no. but what Top a story! For furniture and buildings. Yeah, sure. What an amazing story! Oh my god, isn't it amazing? Why don't we know about her? Well, we do now. Because I would have listened to those history lessons. Yeah, I know. Seventeen children. 
None of them survived. None of them survived. Awful. Yeah. Um, quite an unhappy lady, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And that was with uh, Rachel Weiss as the Duchess yes. of Marlborough. Yeah. And Emma Stone yeah. as the Baroness Masham. Yeah. Both competing for your affection. Yeah. I know. How cool is that? Only in the land of film <laughs> could I pull Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone. <laughs> well, you do it very, very elegantly. Thanks for and you'd something wor- to do with the power. You'd worked with this director before. Yes. Yorgos Lanthimos. I'm so glad you said his name. Uh, <laughs> it's as it's written. Oh, okay. Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. Where's he from? Greece. Greece, that makes sense. wanted to say Croydon just for a laugh. <laughs> um, Greece. And uh, he is amazing. You'd love him. It's he- an extraordinary film because it's very much about... The three of you are brilliant in it. It's very much about this very nice of trio of... Yeah, it's of a, women it's a, and this this relationship between the three of them. It's a this love triangle, really, between yes. the three of them. Um, and yet, the film itself is quite sort of... It's got a sort of Tim Burton gothic going on and it's yeah, yeah. very kind of production design, very extreme. There's a crazy dance at one point that yeah. comes out of the sort of historical... But when you're, when you're playing it, were you aware of all that stuff or are you just playing this? Because um, I'm a... A Yorgos fan, and I've seen his other films, and I worked with him on Lobster, mm-hmm. and I sort of knew that you can't expect just get rid of any expectations because he'll do something different. Right. So that was fun and joyful. Go a dance scene. Okay. Right. It's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's voguing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, but you sort of again, it's a position of trust. Right. I think that's the we trusted James Strong. We tr- you know when you then you can just let go. Yeah. So all this stuff is happening, which will be amazing because I'm convinced it will be because he's brilliant. And then and then you just play for all the honesty you can, mm. I suppose. Um, yeah. And hope that he'll go, no, bigger, mm. smaller, yeah. you know, whatever. And in terms of the relationship between you and the other two actors, mm. was that, I'm presuming you all got on. Yeah, oh my God, love them. Yeah. Now there's, that's a, a friendship for life type right. job. Um, which one is your favourite? <laughs> I love them both equally. Okay, like, very good. Which yes. is your favourite child? <laughs> well, it depends what day you ask. <laughs> I yes, tend to have a favourite each day. That's true. Um, um, How important are those sort of personal relationships on set? I think. Have you because and I won't ask you to name names, but <laughs> have you? You must have had a, a relationship where you're having to act opposite someone that you're not entirely keyed into as a human being. And how much, I mean, what? how much more difficult does that make it for you personally? so much harder. Some people, I think, seem to thrive on that. But I I don't think think I'm actually a very good actor. I can't pretend it. Right. So um, (laughs) if if I think someone's a dick, I think you can tell that I think that. Right, right. Um, And on on the favourite, we had two or three weeks rehearsal beforehand, which, as we know, doesn't happen very often. And also you've said you don't like. But this was different. Right. Because it wasn't sort of intellectually ploughing through, pulling apart and ruining every fucking word. It was playing games. Right. We dicked around for two or three weeks. Right. And I had to learn how to sit on a horse as well, which I'd never done before. Oh, right, right, right. We um, did that very well. So we played and we giggled and uh, it was so much fun. That's interesting. Because it does come across, you get the sense of real intimacy between you oh, all, good. which is great. Yeah. Because I find, yes, intimate scenes I just, I can't do. I'd rather not do. Uh, embarrassing. Right, yes. And yes, yes. there's a bit of quite intimate stuff yeah. going on there, yeah. Get fingered. 
<laughs> that was a funny episode because um, obviously Emily and I have uh, we Emma's knew each other very Emily. well. Yes, sorry, yes. Yeah. In whenever we've had to do Q and As and things, she calls me Collie and I call her Emily. It just right. looks like we don't know each other at all. <laughs> but, um, so the fingering thing, <laughs> we got the giggles because I was saying. Um, she said, oh my God, what happens if you just have to go up the skirt? And I went, it's okay. Because um, uh, obviously you don't want to actually find pants and go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so I asked makeup, do you have anything I can put there so that she knows she's got there? Okay, then she can pretend to finger. And so I found a damp sponge, which was the worst. Her Did you face. tell her it was going to be damp? So, no. yeah. And so she put her arm up and you could see her going, <laughs> the panic on her face that she'd found the damp sponge. Oh, was very good. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been, yes, that wouldn't have been fun if you hadn't got on with that actor. No, exactly. That could have been ghastly. Yeah. I'd put something spiky there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now another queen. And now another queen. Queen Elizabeth II. You're in the midst of filming the f- third series, the, your yes. first series of The yes. Crown yes. for Netflix, replacing Claire Foy. Yes. As Her Majesty. Elizabeth II. Yes. Have you ever played someone so known? You know, the, the, she's so sort of iconic. I mean, it doesn't. It didn't occur to me until I see you in all the gear. Yeah. You're going to go, oh my god, well, she's there's only one woman with that hairdo. Quite so, yes, yeah. and she's on on our stamps. Yeah, we've all seen that a lot. A lot. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I've, you kind of can't think about that. No, of course. I think. Well, presumably, that's what I. That's what I wonder about. How does it make you? react to the kind of the fact of monarchy having played two queens and particularly this yeah. one this woman who is still a human being yeah. who gets up in the morning and goes to the loo presumably although i don't want to say anything that might get me in the tower and yet she's she's so much more than just a human being yeah i have to say from doing this and i was a big fan of the crown actually which i didn't i didn't didn't want to watch it because it was just sort of too advertised for mm. me to they're making me do it i don't want to do it right and uh and then just absolutely obsessed with it. Mm. Um, I think the Queen, not sure I was ever a monarchist. I wasn't. <laughs> right. But the Queen is an incredibly impressive human being. Right. And I'm slightly obsessed with her. Right. I have to say. And has that grown the more you... It's grown. Right. It's become almost unbearable now. <laughs> so do you feel terribly responsible to the, the kind of... Well, I, I, my duties, you know, are to try and... I don't want anyone who knows her to watch and go, she is totally off the mark. You're right. But uh, other people's duties are, you know, the, the historical research, the, the words, the things. I feel like that's... And that's all done for you. That's done. You don't have to spend I hours mean, in the British Library researching. The research team are incredible. Right. And if you're doing a like-for-like like type scene thing, they'll send you all the videos they've got of... Oh, right. Great, so they just send it to you and you watch it. And you go, okay. And so are you, you... You are sort of matching moments in history. Some. So there's the Welsh investiture of Prince Charles. There's obviously things that, that people can access on uh, video. Yeah. Uh, that we try and do respectfully at no... Uh, the same sort of shape of clothes yes. and um, uh, things like that. Uh Trying to think, you know, Churchill's funeral, um, right? Things that people will have seen. Yeah, you try and sort of, or will presumably then go to YouTube and look exactly. up because that's up. the world we live in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I you get a lot of uh, guidance on accent and decorum? Yes, the and voice department are amazing, and they're right. there all the time. Right. So even a little sort of, you uh, say the odd um, television, the, and it's a way of saying it, which is partly historical and partly, you know, they. Uh, 
So it sort of has her own accent. Right. Um, and that has changed through the years as well, hasn't I think it? The pitch has changed Modulated. a bit through the years. And you know, as all of us, if you heard a video of you, you know, yeah, sure. age nine. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> it sounded exactly like that. Yeah. You know, uh, but television. So it's an i, i sound. Television. Right. right. Which, um, I enjoy all of those. That's quite fun. Yeah. Going through all the sound. And a lot of dressing up, presumably. Lots of dressing up. Um, is this? Do they do it to your hair, or do you wear a wig every day? Oh no, so I've gone very short because because you're wearing a wig. To try and reduce time uh, getting up early in the morning. Yeah, sure. Because long hair takes ages to wind. Yes, so yes, I've gone very yes. short for two years of wigs. Right, um, and they're amazing. I mean, they're, they are unbelievable. The makeup department and the wardrobe department—they make every costume. Wow, I know. Yeah, some of the costumes are on screen for seconds. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But then they have a big tour of them, I think, and right, probably. yeah. But is it? It's it she is. I mean, she is. Whatever you think of the monarch of the monarchy, mm. uh, and people have different opinions. And but she generally is adored, isn't she? Oh my god! But she is slightly irrationally almost in some people. Some people who would, by rights, you would think wouldn't yeah. have a particular. Even people who describe themselves as Republicans, there's something about her that is... But that's... Well, maybe it's just conditioned into it. it sort of goes know. against, I suppose, my general set of beliefs. Mm. But then they're humans, and I don't hate any humans, and uh, and they didn't put themselves in that position. And, you know, there's massive debates we could have about this. Sure, but, there definitely <laughs> are. But she, in particular, as an individual, made a vow as a very young woman to serve her country, yeah. which is an extraordinary thing to do. And she she genuinely has stuck to it. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, she's an even keel. I think it's going to be a terrible, terrible shock when when she's not our even keel anymore. Yes. Suddenly, I don't think we realise quite how secure it is knowing that there's that person there. Yes, that's what I mean. Interesting. So you know what this this is you for the next year and a bit being the queen. Yeah. And then, then that will continue. I mean, you've won. A lot of prizes over the last few years. And with the favourite and this, that would seem to... There's every chance that run will continue. But is that... No, I'm I'm saying that. You don't have to respond to that. I wouldn't ask you to. But does that... Do do you sort of look and look at the the row of BAFTAs on the shelf and go, oh, do you know what? I'm probably quite good. Do you allow yourself that moment of self-belief? Or does your... I don't know. Does I your think... humble upbringing bring you, <laughs> not allow you to? Does it I feel like I hubris? I think I've been very lucky, and I think in the roles I've been lucky enough to play, lots of people could have done it well. You know that sort of. Yeah, but you did it I best. Think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. I know. Go, I, this is making you really uh... awkward. I know. I know. But I just sort of. There are moments when I, I can feel like I did it well. Right. And there are definitely a lot of times when I think I'm going to be found out. Right. I think a lot of the time, I think you've got to be a nice person to work with. That's part of the battle. Yeah, yeah. Because if I was trying to cast something and I knew they were difficult and I knew they're not, I'd, I'd employ them. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think I think quite a chunk of it is not being difficult to work with, mm. I think. Well, there's too many of us, aren't there? Too many of us. So you yeah. don't want to be the arsehole because then you won't get the job. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, t- I try to think along those lines do you find uh, do, do you feel a sort of tussle within yourself between the kind of 
because also you know as your as your work becomes more international as an actor i don't mean specifically you right, but right, you yes, know that's yes. that's happening to you yeah. undoubtedly there's there's a sort of different flavor to the way you're expected to be and you? you're expected to sort of yeah yeah so now i'm sort of having to have pr people publicists uh, and yes sure they're very nice but i find it very difficult because i sure. like turning up on my own yeah like or for example, and they're handling the part of the yeah. the the business that you, I would, without putting words in your mouth, aren't particularly comfortable with, or yes, less comfortable true. with than the actual turning up and doing <clears> the yes, act. I find the press side of things. Again, I'm going to do another name drop. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. How heavy it's, it's is this Michelle one again? Really? Oh, it's just the so same, same name drop. One, right? So okay, not, she's not, still on the floor. We'll yeah. trip over that name okay. on the way out. But she says she does the Why film. Why were you hanging out with Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh my God, on the Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, sorry, of course. And of we course, did another film together years ago. That did I don't you? think I probably made the final cut. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but um, she says uh, she does the film for free. It's the press they pay her for. Which Very I good. think oh, is she's full of wise advice, isn't she? Yeah, I mean that's that's gold. Yeah, that is, and that makes a lot of sense. So, but that increases exponentially with the yeah. with the so, you know when you have to do the red carpety bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am so happy to say hello to all the the normals, all the people. Yes, I'd rather do that. I'd try and see everybody, sign everything, because I'm at work mm. and they and they go. May I take a picture? Everyone's polite. It's mm. lovely. Mm. The thing I find very difficult is the photographers mm. because there's 40 or so and you and the flashy lights, it's intimidating, I think mm. quite scary, and they're all shouting at you at the same time. Well, I'm trying to... I can't literally yeah. look at everybody at the same time. Yeah, and you just feel rude. Feel rude. Yeah. And the PR people often don't realise that you'd rather do, so they try and skirt you past, but I think uh, that's rude. These people have been waiting here. That's that's I can't... That's awful. Yes. I'd rather do that. So there's this sort of conflict of... Look, before we can we not swoosh past all the people because that's not that's rude. Mm. But let's swoosh past everyone. <laughs> that's because that's terrifying. But there is a pressure, isn't there, that comes with all that? Because, and again, I'm not putting you don't have to say this, mm. but with the favourite, people are starting to talk about Academy Awards. I mean, it's all it's, it's like on a different level. Then that comes with a sort of there's a sort of campaigning element to that, which I imagine you don't feel wildly comfortable about. No. But you, but at the same time, you must be thinking, well, I. I or I don't know, what are you thinking? Do you think, I'll do what I'm told? It's, a, it's, do... an, it's amazing. I, it's an eye-opener. Mm. And I've got advice from various different people, which and all the advice is so different. Some advice is, fuck it, put your head down, do whatever they tell you to do. You won't remember it at the other end. Mm. Um, or there's also, with a list of people, things you're given to do, take out three quarters of it. Right. And only do uh, one of the things. Or somebody says, I do nothing. And they still... So I don't know. I don't know what you meant to Presumably do. you're filming till March. I, well, exactly. Yeah. My days off yeah, are... Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to not tell anyone I've got a day off. I've, well, I'm, <laughs> so quite, I'm, I'm amazed you turned it. up here today. But I'm very grateful that you did. Friends, I so know, but nice. even so, it's a... It's a it's this is a... lovely. Well, see, at home, the kids are at school today, so... Yes, sure. Uh, and Alf, Alfred would have been lonely, wouldn't you, my darling? So he <sighs> and I have come to see... You're fine. You're fine. But do you worry that some of your normality, which I think is part of your superpower <laughs> will get eroded by it all. Does that make you nervous? It does make me a bit nervous, I suppose. Because, mm. you know, we've talked about actors we look at who take themselves seriously and make me giggle. I don't yeah. want to be one of them. Yeah, no, sure. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I think this is handy that it's coming now that I'm mid forties and have have yes. worked. And well, that's true. Yeah. Had this happened as a youngin? I don't know if you're if you're don't know how you cope if you're seventeen it. and suddenly <gasps> the world goes, oh hi, oh hi, oh hi, oh hi. I don't know how your brain copes. Well, no, because your teenage brain, yeah, is all over the shop anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I yes. I, I I found that bit. I was in my sort of mid you to late thirties when I lost that kind of anonymity. Yeah. I found it. I found it genuinely quite distressing. Much more distressing than I've ever really talked about on a you yeah. know something like that. It, well, come it, on, let's so. Well, no, let's do that another day. <laughs> but it. But, but I had to go and have. I had to go and talk to someone about it. I did too. Yeah. I did too. And I've never admitted that before. Oh, but it's, but it's true. Well, you can take it out if you want to. Well, about. yeah. But it. I. I, I think. Uh, and I'm so glad I was. I wish I'd known that nearly middle aged. Yeah, because it is, you know, and and you're about being another bit of that. That yeah. I don't know what that will be, but yeah, I think you're quite well equipped. Well, I've you've got I've, Edwin Baird. Us, yeah, I've got. You got three kids. I've got my my unit. You've got Alfred. Yeah, I've got Alfred. And Do you find have... yourself clinging all the more sort of yeah. desperately to that life yeah. raft? Yeah, and I'm possibly. <laughs> uh, my big boy went to his first big party the other day, and we got an email from the parents saying, "But bags will be searched for alcohol." And uh, he's what? He's thirteen. Yeah. Aren't they? What? And I was really slightly thrown by this. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No. And um, uh, and so I, I was meant to go to a um a, a, a crown party, but I couldn't. Could not go. I had to stay, remain sober and in the car and ready to rescue him. At a moment's notice, if he sent me a text, I don't like it. Oh, I'm there. I'm yeah. you know, get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs> and, and carry him out over my shoulder. Yeah. I mean, he'd never have spoke to me again, but yeah. <laughs> I was ready. And I, I feel like <sighs> I can't bear for my my special safe unit. Mm. I can't bear for any of them to be hurt. And that's probably nothing to do with my job. It's just it's a mum. No, but it's but I think your job can contribute to that sense of paranoia, probably if you yeah. let it. So where do you see yourself and your Gang in ten years' time. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have paid off a mortgage. Then. <laughs> uh, ten years. Oh my god, my big boys will be really quite big. Yeah, they'll be proper big. <gasps> oh, I didn't mean to upset you. <laughs> oh my god, just realised they'll be in their twenties. But they'll be happy, and they'll be they'll <laughs> they will be, be happy good and human beings still because you're with mummy and daddy. <laughs> And my yeah, my and my youngest will be teen. Yeah. Just going just to those hope... scary parties for the first yeah. time. Oh. I just all I ever wish for is happiness. And it's very simple. Mm. I want everyone I love to be happy and loved. We think we've come full circle rather well, haven't we? Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. We should did you that. did you engineer that? That's very I good. don't think I did, but oh. I'm delighted you thought I might have done. <laughs> if they feel loved, I feel like I've given them, you know, as much as I can give them. And I'm I, if I keep working, I think I'm nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to engineer it a bit so I have much more time at home. Mm. I mean, I do fight for those. I try and do five day weeks, and I'm home for the weekends, right? Which lots of lots of people who with proper jobs can't do. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I'm, touch wood. It's going to just keep going happily, bubbling along, and we'll be fine. <laughs> of course, it will. Mm. Collie, thank you very much. Oh my God, DT, it was so nice. Are we going to go down to lunch? Now? I hope so, yeah. Okay.
David Tennant does a podcast with is a Something Else and No Mystery production. Produced and edited by James Deacon. Additional production from Chris Skinner, Steve Ackerman, Sarah Camlett, Josh Gibbs, Rose Zimmerler-Jarvis and Georgia Tennant. Also from Something Else. How did we get here? With Claudia Winkleman and Professor Tanya Byron. In these in-depth one-on-one therapy sessions, we dig deep into personal stories with fascinating and emotional revelations. A passionate, insightful, and moving experience with clear outcomes to each episode. He is as anxious about attachment with you as you are with him. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Oh, that's a weird feeling. Wait, so... God, don't you just feel like, whoa, why didn't I know that all along? Listen now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all good podcast apps. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.